Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Dr. Erica Goodstone. Dr. Erica, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Now, if any of you out there are new to Dr. Erica's work, let me kind of give you a little background. Dr. Erica Goodstone is a love mentor and relationship healer. She's a licensed mental health counselor, a licensed massage, I'm sorry, a licensed marriage therapist, licensed massage therapist practicing body psychotherapy, certified sex therapist, certified Rubenfeld synergist, polarity therapist, board certified personal life and health and wellness coach. She's also a former professor of health and physical education for over two decades. She actually taught about yoga and meditation and wellness and mind-body-spirit connection, human sexuality, and holistic health decades before health awareness became more mainstream. Dr. Erica helps her clients create and reawaken the love, healing capacity, sexual passion, and intimate connection. Feeling accepted, appreciated, acknowledged for their own unique and special gifts. Her clients become ready to finally make wise love and healing choices. And for those already in a committed relationship, Dr. Erica helps them turn to their partners with the renewed ability to love, serve, and be loved. After experiencing her work, you will never look at love the same way again. Well, Dr. Erica, do me a favor. Would you give us a glimpse into how you got started doing this incredible work that you do? That's a great question. It started when I was, I guess it was college years, where I was struggling in relationships. It wasn't easy for me. And there was a point after that where I needed to get into a doctoral program. I was already teaching health and physical education in the high school level, and I really wanted to teach in college because I felt it was freer and you could really teach the subject wholly, you know, have a whole semester on a subject. And I met someone who told me about this incredible program in human sexuality, marriage, and family living. And what I got into it, but what really, really affected me, there was a lot going on in that program that affected us. Like we did, um, what do you call it, a beauty pageant where the men were the objects and we were commenting and making little remarks and choosing the winner. It's like we were reversing roles. So I learned a lot in that program. But what really got to me was for my doctoral dissertation, I studied about this woman, Dr. Margaret Mahler's work. She worked with infants, mothers and infants, in the first three years of the infant's life, watching the bonding process. And if something, 
if the mother was not bonding properly with the infant, the child developed separation anxiety, anxiety about merger, anxiety about being squelched and suffocated almost, and intense ambivalence. And I realized I had all of that. And that started me on the path to really studying about love and relationships. And also the healing piece was because I taught health and phys ed and had all kinds of aches and pains and was always receiving different kinds of body therapy. And then right before my dissertation orals, I went for a weekend event at the Association for Humanistic Psychology and saw my teacher, mentor, Alana Rubenfeld, do a session in front of a whole group of us where I just saw this connection between the mind, body, and spirit. Someone was on this massage table um, and Alana was asking her, you know, what's going on with you? And, and she got to say these words, get off my chest. She was saying that to her husband and her mother and other family members. Everything was pressing on her. And that was what was causing her to have this bad cough. And even she had pneumonia. She started coughing after she said those words. And it just all made sense to me at that point, how the body is holding on to our emotions. So I've spent a, a lifetime really studying this, the spiritual aspect, the relationships, marriages, men, women, love. It's all interconnected. Yes, indeed it is. Indeed it is. Well, let me ask you something, because one of the things that I've found in my work is that it, it can oftentimes be helpful in a partnership to have some type of a I call it a guiding principle, but it might be a quote or a mantra or something that you can come back to whenever you feel like you're kind of getting off track in your partnership. And I'm wondering, what do you use for that kind of a touchstone in partnerships and how can our, our listeners, you know, apply that in their lives? Well, I have a statement. I have it in my address at the bottom of my email. Uh, my father used to say, where there is a will, there is a way. And there was something about willing everything. We can't will everything to happen. There are things that are out of our control. All kinds of things happen. So I changed it a little bit to say, where there is love, there is a way. Hmm. And I find that's really true. There's a way to forgive. There's a way to honor yourself. There's a way to let your body speak to you and feel better in the moment. There is a way when there is love. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that our listeners have said they love about the show is how generous our guests are in sharing their personal stories of partnership. And what I'd love to do is ask you to, to take us to a time in your life when you tripped up in a partnership. In other words, you know, what were you doing? What did you trip on or, or what tripped you up? And... and then expand on what was it that you learned from that experience that helped you move forward in your partnerships? What happened is that I studied all this work, but I really wanted to work with someone else, to have a partner to do workshops with, trainings or whatever I was doing. So I would be so excited when I talked to a person who seemed as though they were interested but I didn't check out their credentials. I didn't check out 
how much have they done already in this area? How reliable are they? I would just jump in and want to do it with them. So several people just didn't follow through. So that was one of the things that happened. Then there was another partnership with someone who's brilliant, really a wonderfully brilliant person, but that person has an alcohol problem. So we had a book, um, an agent for a book, and she called up um, not in good shape, and she actually sabotaged the book deal. So I realized after that, you know, it is so important to really be careful who you get into a partnership with. Yeah, that's that's a those are both great examples because you're right. It's kind of like if we don't do our due diligence on the front end and we just see all the roses and go, oh, this is going to be great. And we kind of put our blinders on, right? <laughs> we go, no, I don't see that. That's not important. That'll never affect us. But a lot has to do with your personality. I'm an Aries and I just jump right in and do something. I'm not the kind of person who evaluates and researches and checks it out. So I... You know, I've learned that I do need to do that more often. I've learned that, too, because I'm an Aries. <laughs> Funny. I didn't know that was a character trait necessarily of Aries. And then somebody explained it to me. And I was like, oh, that would explain a whole lot of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, tell you what, do me a favor. This is kind of a, I guess you'd call it kind of a nuanced shift in the question. But I, I find it's very telling. And I'm wondering... If you have a story of a time when you had what I call a duh moment, one of those times where, you know, you're sitting there and as soon as it comes to light, you go, I can't believe I've missed this for so long. And then how were you able to take that wake up moment and make it a building block for future partnerships? Well, I've had a radio show, a blog talk radio show for a long time, and I got very comfortable talking with people. And it's something I really enjoy. But I kept on feeling for some amount of time that, you know, what is the point of doing this? I wasn't making money from it. It was all free. You know, it didn't seem like it's leading to anything. And I had been taking a lot of different trainings in marketing online. I was fascinated by the whole process online and the marketing, just what marketing is all about. I feel like we're always marketing ourselves and we don't get enough education in that. So what happened is I had taken some men been with some mentors and nothing they ever told me to do worked. I was supposed to do these interviews and you were going to build your list. It never built. So I, but I have built a list slowly over time, but not this exponential thing that these um, marketers were teaching that was going to happen. It happened for them, but it didn't happen for me. But then there was one training that I took that a light bulb went off. They were talking about interviewing experts. The way he was teaching to, to interview the experts was to find a best-selling author someone you don't know, to reach out to them and promise them that you're going to help them to really have a successful webinar. And that was not something I would feel comfortable promising because one of my issues was I could put out a webinar, even though I have wonderful stuff, but I might get two people to sign up. Even if I got 10 people to sign up, there was no guarantee that I could get a lot of people on my webinar because I hadn't built a good enough following over the years to do that. 
But when I realized that I could be on these summits, it started where I got invited to speak on someone's love summit. And I liked the process. And then I got invited to speak on many others. So I've been on many love summits as a speaker being interviewed. And then I realized that so many of these summits are speaking to coaches and I'm a licensed therapist and I go to meetings and, and all kinds of continuing ed with these licensed professionals who have trained so much and often much more than these coaches. The coaches are good in a certain way. They get a training in how to coach, but these therapists get so much in-depth training in their topic. So I wanted to highlight therapists. So it started that I was attending the um, sexology conference. I hadn't been there in a few years, so I said, why not start with them? And then I went to the body psychotherapy conference, body psychotherapy conference, and I, I interviewed the people, not there, but I mean, by meeting them in person and talking with them, and they already knew me, a lot of them already knew me, it was much easier to gather the people to join the summit. So, and the current one that I'm about to do is the Healing Recovery Summit, and that one is for addictions and recovery. So I keep finding the topics that are dear to my own heart, interesting to me, and I bring together incredible people that are doing beautiful work in the world. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because you, your comment about, you know, when you ask yourself, why am I doing this radio show? I, it doesn't make me any money. It doesn't, you know, all the normal reasons within a business you do something aren't there. But sometimes it's our, our passion and we just need to speak to it. And like you said, over time, people start to go, oh, well, I need to go talk to Dr. Erica. I need to have her on my event. And it started to to kind of get roots. But yeah, a lot of times we're doing that thing and we're like, what am I doing this for? I'm not even sure. Well, one of the things that I discovered is that I'm doing it to get the practice mm. and the connections. Like there are people that I've spoken to years ago and then I speak to them again later on or they ask to come back on the radio show. So it's building connections. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And as we were talking about before we, we came on the show today, that was really one of the catalysts for me was – I mean, it's called speaking a partnership for a reason. Everybody I interview, yes. we create a partnership with. And some of these folks mm -hmm. we've done future work with. So, yeah, it's it's an amazing opportunity. And, and I'm so glad that you're out there doing it. Thank you. You're welcome. So let me kind of switch gears. And what I'd love to have you do, Dr. Erica, is share with us a story of what I call one of your proudest partnership moments. And this could be, you know, romantic, family, career, you name it. But what I'm wondering is, what's a time in your life when you think back on this partnership and you, you just can't help but smile? I didn't think of this one before, but I was putting on a conference. I was a professor at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York, and I was putting on a conference where we were offering continuing ed credits for sexologists. So I contacted ASEC, the organization that I was involved with. I was the New York metropolitan area um, chair of this group. And they connected me with someone who was in charge of helping people 
to do these events. And he was like an anal retentive person, you know, that at first it was like, oh, my God, he's so particular and meticulous and exactly opposite of the way I do things. But he laid it out for me. So it became so easy and methodical that, you know, I just did the steps and the the college was not that helpful. There was some event that went on upstate New York where a big scandal happened because they did something with sexuality for students. And, you know, the school got in the newspaper. So the president of my college was not that happy with me putting on a sexology <laughs> conference. But because I had this, um, this, uh, this partnership, this person helping me and guiding me, I just kept following the steps. I spoke with everybody and they trusted me and let me do the conference and it was fine. It wasn't for students. It was for people, you know, other professionals. So it wasn't the kind of thing to cause students a problem. But that was a powerful event. Yeah. And, I, and to think about it also with my summits, the first summit that I did, I, I didn't know who to use as a virtual assistant. And I looked at a few of the summits I had been on and I looked at the people that I respected the people running the hosts of the summit that I thought they do a great job. And I noticed that the same person, Shweta Chug, was working with both of those. And so I hired her. And so she was a tremendous guide for me every step of the way, what to do next and next and next. It's overwhelming at first. But she was terrific. And then after that, I haven't needed an assistant except where there are some glitches, certain areas. But I've been doing most of it on my own since then. But I needed that at the beginning. Nice. You know, you bring up a, a really good point there, Dr. Erica, which is, you know, one of the pieces of partnership is to ask. And quite simply, like you did, go, oh, well, these are people I respect that have done what I'm doing. And so they're obviously a little bit ahead of me on that path. Maybe they have some resources I could tap into and let them help you. That's part of partnership, right? Helping you be your best self by asking them, you know, I know I'm missing this piece. I, I, this is not my expertise, or maybe I don't ever want it to be. How do I, what did you do? How did you make that work? And Oftentimes, they're more than happy to help you. That's the point of partnership, is that we're there to support each other and being our best selves. Well, I find most people, at least the people running summits, people who are in the field doing the work, enjoy partnership. But there are a lot of other people, therapists, coaches, that don't want to give away information. They kind of hold on to it. And it's not what works. What works is the sharing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're right. I, I, we all have run into those folks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, I always look at it as going, okay, cool. That's, that's where they want to be. I wouldn't want to be in partnership anyhow, because it's not in alignment for you. So I'll go right. find somebody else, right? And I mean, right. when I ask people to be on the show, I get things backwards clear. They don't want to be in a partnership. It's all about what do I get? What do I get? And I'm like, well, that's not how this works. This is a partnership. That's the name of the show. That's what this is all about. Chances are, if you're coming from that position where it's all about you, you're you're not going to have a lot of good stories about partnerships. <laughs> you wouldn't be a very good guest anyhow. So yeah, right. it's 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 definitely something we have to be aware of what we need and what we want to stand in as we move out there into the world. Mm -hmm. 
Excellent. Well, Dr. Erica, we have arrived at a part of the show. I call it the bring it all home portion. And this is where we step away from the stories. And I ask you to provide some really simple, concrete takeaways for our listeners so that they can apply these directly in their partnerships right now. And where I'd like to start is I'm wondering what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received? This is from Zig Ziglar, a leading marketer who built you know, a huge following. His, I don't know if I'm saying his words correctly, but you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. Yes. It's so simple, but so many of us think that we don't have enough to give and we want to receive. Like, how much money am I going to make from this? They look in the short term rather than how can I help and how can we get the message out to the world? How can I help you to do it better? Yeah, that's that, I love that quote. I've always loved that quote. And, you know, it's so funny because you're right. It kind of flies in the face of what a lot of there's a lot of programming out there saying it's just the opposite. Right. That you should make money and, you know, only have this powerful exchange right away. Yeah. Get yours. And if you get yours, that means somebody else isn't going to get anything, which, you know, flies in the law of abundance. But that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Well, Dr. Erica, I'm, I'm wondering if there's a book or a resource that you would recommend for our listeners regarding partnership and why that particular one. Well, along along those same lines, uh, there's a book by Wallace D. Waddles. It was written in 1910, and it totally applies. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. And he's saying something to the effect It's a wonderful book, a lot of chapters with wonderful information. But the thing that stands out for me is that he says, when you want to receive, it doesn't come from outside. It comes from within you. Mm -hmm. You have to give first. So you give, and in the giving, that reminds you that you have enough to give. Just the fact that you're giving reveals to you, it gives you that energy that you do have enough to give. And you're putting the energy out. It's like very interesting that I watch the ocean. I live on the ocean at the moment and I watch it. And when you look at the ocean, you see the waves coming in, but you know, they're not just coming in. (laughs) If they were just coming in, we'd be flooded. The water is going out, but you don't see that part. It goes underneath. It's very quietly going out, Mm -hmm. but it, comes back much bigger so that ocean is a good image and his book is wonderful to read the science of getting rich nice that is a great one and i love that imagery because you're right i mean we've all seen the ocean and it's like where do those waves go and i'm sure kids (laughs) ask that all the time with their parents (laughs) and they have to try and explain that but yeah you're right it's like it's such a great example of it's not one-sided there's a give and flow to everything. But if we just go on the take mode or the get mine mode, that's going to run out. It's, it can't do anything but because there's nothing feeding it. Wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. 
Well, Dr. Erica, I'm going to ask you for one more favor, if you would, and that is, would you leave our listeners with an example of what I call the payoff of partnership? And what I mean by that is, what's a specific example of something you were able to do or create or experience that was totally the result of being in partnership? It would not have happened on your own. I have another really good example. For the first summit, the Sexology Summit, where I was interviewing sex therapists, one of my colleagues, who's a sex coach, who started the Sex Coach University, she was on several of these love summits that I've been on. None of the other sexologists were out there on these summits, but she was. And I mentioned to her that I would like to interview sexologists and other therapists. And she said to me immediately, I'm in. And just the fact that she said, I'm in, and I knew I had one person that was going to be on the summit and that I knew her stature and what she's done, I was inspired to just ask other people. And she got me started with it. And as I mentioned before, Shweta Chug got me started with the summits because she guided me through the steps at the beginning and then for the current summit that's about recovery, Heather Hendren, who's an outsource outreach coordinator for the refuge, a healing place, a beautiful place for recovery, um, she was running a monthly group where therapists get together and then we have a representative from different treatment centers that come to talk to us. Well, because of Heather, she came and met with me and gave me the names of treatment programs that she thinks are the best. So she just gave me such a support that I could just go out and contact these centers. And I'm really glad that she was there because it has not been easy. When you're dealing with individuals, it's easy. You call them, they're either available or they're not. But when you deal with a program, a center, an institute, they have a whole red tape. You know, they don't get back to you right away. You really have to persist and call and reach the next person. So that bit of support made a huge difference. Yeah, I'll bet. That's, that's a great example. Thank you. Well, Dr. Erica, I mean... I think it's pretty clear to everybody listening, you are this amazing resource of knowledge and information and experiences. And I'm wondering, w would you do us a favor and let our listeners know just how can they contact you and learn more about what you do? My, ma my main website is drericagoodstone.com, just D-R-E-R-I-C-A-G-O-O-D-S-T-O-N-E.com. Excellent. So that's home base. That's where they get a hold of you. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Erica, it's been so great having you on the show. I love the insights you've been sharing with us. And I know the folks listening as well as myself have learned a ton from this. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. 
The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.